All right, everyone, welcome back. We are on episode eight, which is blowing my mind. I know. I, I'm actually I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I got Haley a little present. Do you want to tell everybody what I got you? Oh my gosh, it's this really cute metal sign that has young flirty and not thriving on it. And it has our established date of July 13th when we posted our first episode. And I'm going to hang it in my fancy workspace closet where we record at. I was going to see, maybe you could take a picture of it and post it on like Instagram or something. Oh, yes, I will. Yeah. That way everybody can see it because I'm really proud of it. I'm not going to lie. It's so (laughs) cute. I love it. So yes, not to embarrass her, but her birthday is September 7th. So everybody go wish her a happy birthday when it comes around. Yeah. I need the attention. Obviously. Yep. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So um, other than that, my week's been pretty good and we'll get to that in Thriving Not Thriving. Um, But I was just so, so excited to get her that present. I've been... Anxiously checking my text messages all week, being like, when is it going to get there? When is it going to get there? (laughs) And I don't know if you're the same way, but packages just transform me as a person. Oh, yes. (laughs) I made Logan open one of his anniversary gifts. Our anniversary is next week. And I was just so excited to have him get his presents that I made Mm -hmm. him open one early. So, yep. yep. It's even more fun. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it's more fun for me to like give gifts than to receive them because I just love seeing the person's face. Oh yeah. Although (laughs) Haley's gift was wrapped. (laughs) I wasn't the one who wrapped it. I bought it from Etsy, but they wrapped it like three different times. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I was, I was just, I was just anxiously waiting for, (laughs) yeah. It's like, hmm, will this ever end? Is there something inside? It's very cute. Yeah. And then, oh, one other thing. Um, I do have a new, I don't want to call it a microphone, but I guess it's technically a mic. I'm using a gaming headset too. So yes. we look like some real gamers. Oh yeah. I guess we can hop into hot takes and I am first on the list. So you get to hear me talk some more. Sorry, guys. Um, but (laughs) so this hot take, I've been bouncing between like four different ones, but this one just keeps coming to mind. And the question is, when did it become cool to be unhappy? And so by that, I mean, I have noticed, especially in our age group, it's almost cool to act nonchalant about things or like you don't care. If you even notice in the way that we dress, there's a lot of, um, grunge or like distressed jean jackets, sweatpants, you know, it's the people who dress from DI or Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> but like, those are the ones that seem to be the coolest, the ones who are just chill. And, but they're also the ones who seem to not care about anything, mm-hmm. but they also don't hate anything either. It's just this flat line of emotion. And I've noticed that I get really insecure if I start talking too much about things that I really enjoy. So let's say Sims, because I really love the Sims. I start like getting really excited about it, but then I get insecure because I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I'm talking too much about this thing. I really enjoy because I feel like I'm being over the top or I'm being too much. And, and I'm just like, why is that such a bad thing to be excited about something that I like? Yeah. But it's like, if I like something too much, it can be like obnoxious or I'm obsessed or whatever. And so I just don't know when that changed or why it's not. I feel, I feel like such a teacher right now. I'm getting into teacher mode <laughs> because I'm like, it should be cool to be yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it should be. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't like that idea is that being a whole personality, like you said, where some people make that their personality to just not care about anything. And to blend in. Yeah. And to blend in. And I wonder if that's really what they want or is it that they too are so worried about what others think that they think it's just easier to come off? As someone who doesn't care because yeah, I was they're thinking, thinking well, it's a lot easier to pretend to be this than to show my interest and have it kind of go downhill or be made fun of. Well, it's interesting because when I was at BYU, I, there were, there was a certain personality type. It's the word I'm looking for. There was a certain personality type that I would always try so hard to impress and they were the really pretty kids that had everything. It looks like they walked straight out of a Vogue magazine and they seemed to be the type that just didn't care about anything except for maybe like working out. Mm -hmm. Um, If I tried to talk about books that I like to read, oh, I don't really read books, movies I like to watch. eh, I'm not really into movies board games. Nah, I get bored when I play board games. It it like got to the point that I was like, do you enjoy anything? How do I make a (laughs) connection with you? Right. And so it was just hard because then I would start talking about something I like, and then I would almost feel embarrassed. Like I was being too nerdy or too weird too out there because I'm like really into something. And I'm like, why that just feels so backwards. I feel like I should be allowed to enjoy things and not be embarrassed about it. But it's almost like in order to blend in or fit in or be cool or things like that, that I have to be exactly what people want me to be. There's just this weird, almost like double entendre there, you know? Yeah. Well, and I wonder if those people too may feel insecure with the fact that they have not built really a personality of their own that is truly unique and they haven't explored their interest. And so once again, it's a lot easier to push people aside and say, oh yeah, I really, I don't care about any of that. It's not a big deal to me because deep down they realize, oh, well, actually that's kind of embarrassing because I don't read books. So what is that person thinking of me? Or, oh, I actually don't get involved in a lot of TV shows or fandoms and I don't have a way to relate to people. So they kind of become standoffish in that way. Yeah. And I wondered that too, because that's the thing is, it's not like they're acting embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They, they almost act like they're better than, or they're annoyed with you for talking too much. Like I'll start talking about it and I'll just kind of get a side eye or they'll start to look bored. And it's like, okay, sorry. I have interests. Yeah. Sorry. I like to do things. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, I don't just sit on my couch all day. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's just my thought. I'm really interested to hear what other people think. Uh, For the most part, I can't really think of anybody who currently listens to the podcast that I know of that is like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's probably why is because they actually listen to podcasts. They yeah, they like to do things. <laughs> but I am curious if other people have felt this way, just even talking a little bit about their hobbies. It's almost like you feel like you have to shut down and avoid the conversation at all costs so you don't get a yeah. side eye or a yawn, you mm-hmm. know? For my hot take, I came across a TikTok and I've seen multiple TikToks surrounding this issue of fast fashion um, yes. with a mix of thrifting. So while fast fashion, yes, it is a problem, but being able to get out of that habit of just buying affordable, trendy clothing is not something that is easily accessible to people. And I mm-hmm. came across this TikTok of a girl who was I think over six feet tall, she was in her mid to late 20s, was thrifting and happened to find um, a shirt in, I think, a four or five XL. And she is someone if maybe if she were like five, eight or a little bit shorter, she would normally be like a size medium. So you can imagine, you know, standard sizing wise. Got it. But she came across this shirt and it reminded her of a shirt that she wore of her dad's growing up. And I believe that her dad had passed away. And so for her, she was really excited to find this shirt because it was very comforting. It felt like like a weighted blanket on her. Mm-hmm. And so she was excited to find something since she is so tall that really made her feel fully comforted. And so she posted being so excited about finding this shirt and being reminded of her dad and how she went back and she didn't want to take all of the plus size clothing from the thrift store. So she found that same company or similar companies online that sold plus size clothing. So she was able to order more shirts online through like Amazon and a 5XL because she realized how much she enjoyed having that oversized feeling. And there were so many people in the comments that were telling her how wrong she was for going into thrift stores and how she was stealing clothes from plus size people and that people like her are the reason that plus size people can never find clothing that's appropriate for them. And she's making it no longer accessible to people who need it. And then it goes into this whole idea of why is someone who can afford to shop outside of thrift stores coming into a thrift store and taking all of the good clothes for themselves? And that's not something that I agree with. A thrift store is for everyone. Yeah. And she even (laughs) made that comment of, I'm going in there. I found one shirt that I wanted to take Mm -hmm. home and I wanted to leave those other shirts because I'm aware of the fact that the, they had very limited options in that size. So yes, I found one t-shirt and then I decided to look elsewhere, but mm-hmm. still she was getting bashed for buying one shirt that wasn't in her size. Another thing too, is obviously somebody didn't want it. Exactly. They wouldn't have donated it if they mm-hmm. didn't want it. And it's not like, 
these stores won't have more clothes donated. You should see the amount of clothes these stores get. If you've never been to a thrift store, I know you have Haley, but like if our listeners haven't ever been to one, they should see how much stuff gets donated. It gets yeah. to the point that they um, can't even sell it. So they'll, which I think this is great, but they'll go and donate it to third world countries, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. for free. Um, I don't think she's contributing to the problem. In fact, she's contributing to the solution because she's not contributing to fast fashion. I can't say that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing is she was trying to not contribute to fast fashion by thrifting, then Mm -hmm. decided, okay, well, I don't want to thrift too much because for some reason people think that's a problem. So, so now I'm going do, back naked? and <laughs> yeah, and rely on fast fashion and everyone is hating her for encourage, not encouraging, but because people see that post now, other mm-hmm. people who aren't plus size will want to go and buy plus size clothing. And I'm like, That's, you know what? I don't, I'm going to be totally upfront the here. sizes that people buy. No. And, and I don't think that watching one person buy something oversized because it reminds her of her dad is going to like cause this mass domino effect. So then there's no three X shirts anywhere in the world because all of us are buying that. I don't think it works like that. No. And in fact, now I don't have as much room to complain because I am a medium and my pant size is like a 10, 12, So, you know, I'm very much in like the normal, uh, size ranges, Mm -hmm. but my size is actually, I, I'm pretty sure it is the, um, the most used size Mm -hmm. in America. And so because of that, I have a really hard time finding clothes too. And when I find like, I'm wearing a pair of shorts right now that I got from the DI Mm -hmm. and they were the only size 10 shorts that they had. Yeah. And so when I find them, I'm like, yes, it's a steal and I'll get it. But if not, I can keep looking and I'm not too upset. And I just feel like other people might be a little sad if they can't find something, but it's not like they can't look elsewhere. And I don't think this is a consumer problem. In my opinion, it's a company problem. Yeah, It's the companies that need to fix what they're doing and they need to increase sizes and they they have the money to do so the amount of money that these companies make selling these clothes which a lot of times some of the clothes that they make are really ugly yeah and they spent all this time and resources like yeah making these really ugly clothes when instead they could just be making the same clothes that they know are going to sell and make them in all-inclusive size ranges yeah i think old navy finally switched over instead of having their standard size line and a plus size line now they have women's clothing and it goes all the way up until like a size maybe 26 or 28 so you can get almost every single style in your size and you're not having to shop from that plus size section that is made up of poorly designed clothes and I could go on a full tangent on that too um so (laughs) I hope my mom doesn't mind me saying this, but she has to shop in the the plus size section Mm -hmm. most of the time. And I know that 
sometimes that's hard for her because she has to go to this whole separate section in the store and, you know, sometimes she'll make a comment about it or whatever. And that makes me feel really bad because it's like, it literally is a form of segregation. It's body discrimination. And it's like, so we can fix other sorts of prejudices, but then we don't fix this one like that. I think everybody should take a note from old Navy. I'm sad. It took them as long as it did to do this. But I do think that everybody could take a note from that mm-hmm. and start doing it where there is no separate standard and plus size. It is just women's clothing or just men's clothing or really just, just clothing. clothing. Just make a store of clothing. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> be inclusive. It's not that hard. Yeah. Well, I was listening to a podcast and they were interviewing the actor that plays Damien and Mean Girls. And I guess he has a good relationship with Ariana Grande. And, Love that for him. Yeah. <laughs> and either he was talking to her directly or talking to a mutual friend about merch that she dropped a couple years ago. And she asked if she could send him some. And he mentioned, oh, it's okay. Like, you don't have it in my size. And she said, okay, like, what size are you? And I think he was maybe a 3X or a 4X. And so she went back and redid her entire merch line to extended sizes because of him and then sent him every single piece of merch and his size. Oh. Yeah. So it's little things like that where Old Navy has more money than Ariana Grande. They do. So... (laughs) If Ariana if Grande can, can figure that. it out, oh, then you can so too. Can you. And while we're on the topic, and I think this is maybe something we can talk about more in a later podcast if anybody wants to ask about it, but I don't have that much of a problem with fast fashion. I do have a problem with how the workers are treated yes. and the clothing consumption. However, some people can only afford that. Like right now, I'll be honest. It's one of the only things I can afford right now is mm-hmm. thrifted clothes or fast fashion. And so sometimes I feel really bad when I buy it. Cause it's like, yeah, I could buy something better, but it's also like, I don't have the money for it. It's easier for me to buy a $5 shirt than it is for me to buy a $30 shirt, you know, yeah. that I, And if they're, if I'm going to wear them the same amount of time, I would rather spend $5 than 30. Yes. So, um, it's, it's hard finding that balance. And when I can, I do try to purchase ethically, but don't, don't feel too guilty. If you can't, we have to remember that there's people in poverty and stuff like that, that sometimes these are the only things they can afford. Um, and so that's a whole other discussion, but it is. Uh, I just figured while we were on the topic, I might as well bring that up too. Yes. So, so. that is all for that's my it. hot take. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then we'll just, uh, I guess, go right into thriving, not thriving. So how are you? I am. I'm going to say that I'm thriving this week. Yeah. I'm looking at your notes. I had a really good weekend. I Went out and bought everything I needed to wash my car. So it's nice and shiny. <laughs> Love that. It's looking good. That was uh, much, much needed. <laughs> uh, I finally 
convince, well, I didn't even have to convince Logan to watch High School Musical with me. Yes. Yes. We had (laughs) plans. And I love that he did not need convincing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we had plans to go to dinner. We were invited to a dinner with a lot of church couples and about an hour before it started, he said, you know, if we don't go, you can pick dinner and I'll watch high school musical. Oh, I would have been like, obviously. Yeah. Obviously I took that. And we even watched high school musical two yesterday, which means (gasps) high school musical three, the best one sometimes coming, which I don't know. I'm trying to think Right now, High School Musical 2 is my favorite. It's been a while since I've watched High School Musical 3. So after I watch that, maybe next week, I'll yeah, have to give throw us, in what I maybe think. Maybe that could be your hot take, whichever yes. one's your favorite. You can bring that. Yeah, I didn't because feel ready. You weren't ready. No, you have to be prepared. You've got to watch them and be prepared. I will yeah. say, though, in preparation, 2 has my favorite music yeah three is my favorite movie plot wise oh okay okay there you go i can see that Uh, i'm so excited for you yeah thriving trying to think of anything else but overall oh uh ac i'm sure we're all dying to know is it fixed it is fixed it is fixed uh like like you said my birthday is on the 7th my anniversary is on the 6th my nieces are coming to town i have a couple well a couple of my nieces are coming into town thursday so they'll be here for like five days i'm so excited i love them yeah all right what about you are you thriving or not thriving I am thriving. I'm doing great because I had such a good relaxing weekend for whatever reason. I think it's because uh, school was on Zoom all last year. So that going back to in-person and then starting my new internship and a bunch of stuff just honestly had me so exhausted all week. (laughs) And so I'm so happy that I just had this like really good relaxing weekend I'm doing well. Um, I, (laughs) my favorite part of the weekend though. And if there's anybody else who watches these guys, please tell me, but I love watching commentators, YouTube commentators who watch movies. They watch the cringiest, cheesiest movies, and then they just roast them the whole time. And it is my absolute favorite thing because here's the thing. Some of those movies actually are my favorite. But mm-hmm. I also really enjoy watching these people roast them. It's it's weird, but I like Ugh. it. So I watched, um, let's see, it was a movie on Netflix. Uh, He's All That. Oh, I have not watched that yet. Oh my gosh. It has Addison Rae. Yes. <laughs> I've seen I the TikTok. Already knew. As uh, soon reactions. as I saw that. Yes. As soon as I saw that, I was like, there are going to be so many people making fun of this movie on YouTube. I am so excited, but obviously I have to watch it first and cringe through the entire thing. It was awful. Like literally, is it worth the watch? Do I need to watch it to experience the cringe? If you want to experience cringe, then yes. Okay. If, Did you regret if you it? enjoy making fun of movies, then yes, watch it. Okay. If you're just watching it to just watch it and have a good time, not worth it. Don't oh, do no. it. <laughs> Avoid at all costs. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed the experience knowing that there are going to be things that are said about this movie, and I cannot wait to see what people say. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. That's why I was enjoying it so much. I like literally there was a part I had to fast forward through because oh, I no. was, I had so much secondhand embarrassment. It oh, hurt. no. Oh, no. It, they have for no reason. Okay. No reason. I think, I think maybe like there's one sentence, but it's, it's blink and you miss it that one of them's on the dance team and they have a <laughs> dance battle at prom. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It was hurting physically. I had to skip through it. It was like five minutes long. And for what? I don't know. I was like, I cannot watch this. So I fast forwarded through it, but it was worth it. It was worth it for me to make fun of it. I saw a TikTok where it was a close up of her passing out flyers and she passes out the first flyer and then it zooms in on her and she's just making the motion like she's going from her pile to handing mm-hmm. it to a student and she never actually touches a flyer <laughs> so you just see her hand moving back and forth that is cinema true cinema <laughs> yes i love it amazing so yeah if you guys decide to watch it and you want to roast it, please like slide into our DMs. Let us know what you think because I just I can't wait to hear people critique it. It's my oh, favorite yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it now. So good. Oh my gosh, please watch it. Please, please, please give me your feedback. That's all I want. <laughs> Will do. Okay. Well, and that's that's it for me. So you ready to go on to our break? Yes. Get some water. Yeah. Hydrate, quench all of your little mouths. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't like that. Welcome back. Let's start with question one. Rainy, what do you have for us? Yes, I hope you all quenched your little mouths. Um, <laughs> quench away. Oh, <laughs> no, I hate that. Okay. You did it. Anyway, <laughs> yes, we've taken a minute to uh, come back. <laughs> um, so my first question, and our questions today are so good. They're all about dating and relationships. Um, more like ending relationships or not dating. (laughs) Yeah. But I still am going to enjoy it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, it'll be a good one. I'm excited. It's going to be great. So this first question, um, came from somebody anonymous and they said how to tell a friend that the person they're dating isn't good and they're not taking hints, which is like, yikes. So when I looked at this, I was thinking, well, (laughs) Why the heck are you trying to tell this person not to date this per this other person? Because yeah. to me, I'm like, what are you doing getting involved? That like, that's not your business. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was, I kind of had to like dig a little deeper. And there was a couple things that I thought of. I thought one, maybe there's some unresolved feelings about your friend leaving you. Or, you know, separating from you, or uh, I don't know if there's maybe like some jealousy issues. And I'm not, I'm not at all accusing you of those things, but really like take a step back and assess yourself first, because if those are issues, those could be interfering in your view of your friend's partner. And then the next thing is, I definitely think that especially like Gen Z, we are such 
perpetrators of using the words abuse and just like throwing it around like it's confetti or gaslighting right yeah you're gaslighting me (laughs) um and that's just that's not it so to me I think you need to actually do some research go online if you have a school counselor I I don't know why I'm assuming you're a teenager you might not be but if you have a counselor (laughs) um go talk to somebody and see if I don't know like what is an actual term of abuse? Because there can be abusive behaviors. There can be um, actual abuse and it may not even be abusive. It could just be, maybe you saw them fight twice and they never, ever fight. But for some reason, you just happen to be there both the times they fought, uh-huh. you know, like take some time to look that up too, because I will say if it is becoming abusive, actually say something like, <laughs> don't just step back. Like that makes you kind of not a great person, but, um, for the most part, (laughs) this is so harsh and don't leave, but like, stay out of it. (laughs) Yeah, really? (sighs) No, I think that is hard because I also like the idea of going back. Like you said, think about, are you having some sort of jealousy issues or something Mm -hmm. that's coming from you? Also think, are you looking at their relationship from the lens of maybe one of your past relationships where that's something that an ex did that drove you crazy that you're seeing in your friend's partner? And maybe you are just nitpicking those things that you already nitpicked in someone else or that you didn't see in someone else that you just didn't like, where maybe it's just little quirks that you don't like about that partner. Because they could love it. They could love it or they just mm-hmm. don't care or even notice. But mm-hmm. you you just happen to to notice them. And Logan brought up the idea of bringing that up when asked to hang out with them so Mm -hmm. he's thinking you don't like let's say you don't like logan and i say hey rainy of course i don't yeah why not like (laughs) want to come bowling with us tonight rainy would say honestly like i'm just i'm not in the mood for it and i'm i'm just not a big fan of logan Mm -hmm. to be honest with you like i fully respect your relationship but not really interested in hanging out with you guys. Do you say that? I, no. He 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 offered that as a suggestion. Like, what if you just bring it up to them? And I'm thinking, I don't know that I would want to hear that if I didn't. No, I, unless I ask. <laughs> unless you're like, no, yeah. I really, I don't want to. And I'm like, okay, Rainy, why don't you want to? I've been asking you to hang out with us for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And every time it's the two of us, you say no. But whenever I ask you to hang out one-on-one, you always say yes. Yep. Yeah. Then that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'm not just going to straight up be like, no, I like, like you, but your boyfriend kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I, I think of, well, I think of like, bo- like male friend groups yeah. and you always have that one that maybe brings his girlfriend along. And what if none Ugh. of the guys like the girlfriend? Is mm-hmm. it one of those situations where he's like, the tag hey, along. I'm bringing <laughs> Haley along and they're thinking, look, like, no, nah. no. Although I will say that probably did happen when you were dating Topher. Yeah. Um, except Logan did secretly like it. I know. <laughs> he was like, actually, I'm really excited you're well, her. And then I started dating <laughs> Logan and was still in that same friend group. So I'm like, hey guys, so 
I'm still showing up to things. Oprah's like, with get out. Someone much better. Mm-hmm. But I much, think that is better. tricky unless your friend asks you to directly share exactly what you feel about that person because maybe they're having their own doubts and they're saying, hey, I need you to talk crap about my partner so that I am fully convinced to break up with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay oh. out of it. Yeah, Unless, just- of course, it's abuse like you said, but do your research. Well, and it's just respectful. Like you may not like this person. You may not like the way that they talk to each other or whatever. But again, if it's abusive, that's when you say something. But if it's just some weird little quirk that drives you insane and you think that it drives the other person insane, kind of like what Haley was saying before, it, it just, it's not your relationship. Yeah. And here's the thing too, on the other end of that, if you have a friend that's sitting here trying to break you up with somebody, don't like, if you're happy in your relationship, okay, who cares? And yeah, that's what you, that's what you say is like, okay, like, thanks. I appreciate what you have to say, but I'm really happy in this relationship. And if the friend starts to become toxic and starts like ragging on you, that's when you drop that friend. Yes. I'm sorry to say. But do not exhaust yourself in trying to convince your friend to break up with that person. I mean, you say it once if you really feel that strongly about it and then leave it alone and respect your friend's privacy or respect that relationship. Okay. Let's say this is coming out of a place of caring. Okay. Cause I, I do feel like I came in a little strong on this, but that's just because I've seen it happening a lot in my life lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm like, so opinionated on the subject, but let's say there is something that's like really bothering you. Let's say you saw your friend come home crying saying like, "Ah, I just got in a fight with my boyfriend. The right thing to do is to say, are you okay? Oh, talk to me. Uh, Tell me what happened. And then when they tell you, say, I love you and I'm here for you and give them a hug. Absolutely. And you say nothing else. You don't say break up with him. He's disgusting. Why would he do that? Just leave it alone and let your friend decide for themselves. If they come to you and they say, Hey, I've been thinking about breaking up with this person. What do you think? Honestly, I still don't think you should give your opinion. I still think you should say, well, what do you think? And let them talk it out and let them work through it. It's not your relationship. It's not your place. Unless it's some polyamorous thing going on, then maybe. That's a whole other thing. But that's a whole other ballpark. Yeah. (laughs) But for single monogamous relationships, it's not your place. Sorry to break it to you. Yeah. So then, Rainy, how how do you know when to end a relationship? That's question two. This was also submitted anonymously. I know. (laughs) That was a great segue. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, it's really funny that they're asking the two of us because, you know, we have never been the one to end a relationship. We're just bringing all of our skeletons out of the closet for this one, aren't we? Yep. (laughs) Yep. I can tell you some ways not to end a relationship. Uh, I would. Oh, these are good. Um, Rainy and I lived in Rexburg. We lived off of 
the main road and our specific apartment complex, our building was right off of the main road. My bedroom was the very corner. So I saw every student that walked to campus from that side of town. I saw them through my bedroom window. So I got dumped on that sidewalk (laughs) on the last Friday night of the semester. So nice to go rid of that trauma from your bedroom every day. Everyone was out celebrating finals and having those last semester parties or graduation parties. Everyone's driving by. I'm sobbing on the side of the road. I really, I really put on a good show for them. I think I may have gotten a couple of honks and yeah, at least you, you gave them a uh, an Academy Award oh, performance, yes. right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. But um, how to know when to end a relationship? I have a couple of red flags that I should have yeah. really seen and read into. But yeah. um, I have typed in here, car crash fantasy. I I'm was, so curious about these things. I was told <laughs> with with this ex. I had multiple nights where this person had a lot of depression and anxiety and would fully go into panic mode at night. It would be 1 a.m. and I'd get a text that's, hey, I'm really not feeling great. Can we just go for a drive? We'd drive. Mm -hmm. He would cry for an hour or two. I would try and comfort him thinking, oh, this is so sweet. He's showing his emotions and he's so vulnerable. Then Uh, one night during one of these sessions, I am told, you know, sometimes I'm just so anxious that I dream that you get injured in a car crash. So that you are hospitalized and drugged to the point where I can just leave you. And she did not pick up on it, guys. I was like, oh, that's that's so romantic. (laughs) That should have been in your wedding vows, honestly. (laughs) I did not. I did not understand mental health very well. And so I took all of those red flags. And for me, I was thinking, oh, my gosh he is struggling with all of these things and that must be so hard for him to have all of those feelings because of his struggles with mental health. And I just wrote it off like that because I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so I should have seen that as a way of saying, okay, well this person, I may not be that person that clearly I could not comfort that person because I was also told by that person when I was broken up with that, Hey, sorry, but I have this feeling that I should be dating one of my friend's roommates. And I actually talked to her last night and asked if she was interested in me. And she said no. And then I realized, well, I guess I should go ahead and break up with Haley because either way, like I'm going to cheat on you and leave whether we get married in a couple months or not. So I was told right there, hey, I'm breaking up with you because I'm going to cheat on you and leave you at some point. So we might as well just end this now. This man. So very grateful that that relationship ended when it did. Oh my gosh. Because I was saved from a lot. Uh, Yeah. Like I am very grateful that at least the self-awareness was there at that point Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, I know that I have issues and 
I'm not going to bring you into them anymore. So recognize when that person might not be in that mindset to make the commitment that you want them to make Mm -hmm. and realize if you're not in that mindset. So was there ever a point though that you actually took a look at some of the things he was doing or some of the things he was saying and thought maybe we should break up before it ever initially happened or did you just ignore every flag? No, I genuinely, because I did not understand mental health and I didn't do any research, I genuinely thought that anxiety and depression made him think those things. And I truly believed that those things were out of his control, that those thoughts were out of his control. So Mm -hmm. I thought when he was having those moments or those nights of sheer panic, that he had no control of what he was saying. Mm, You were excusing it. Yeah. And for me, like I had planned my entire future off of thinking that relationship was not going to end. So in my mindset, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, well, clearly we've already talked about marriage. Like that's planned. We have a date planned. Like it never went through my mind that, hey, is this right for me? Because this person keeps telling me it's right for me. But at the same time, like, okay, finally, they're seeing a therapist. Finally, they're getting help. Finally, they're getting medicated again. And so Mm -hmm. I thought that getting him back into therapy was going to solve those problems. So I, I genuinely just didn't understand mental health. And so I wrote off every red flag. Rescuer role rather than just staying in the girlfriend role. And honestly, like, even though you were putting him in therapy, you were still acting as his therapist all those nights that he would do his car cries. And that is a huge red flag, guys. Absolutely. If you start to think that you're becoming somebody's therapist, probably not a good idea. (laughs) You might want to take a step back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I listened to this interview that Miley Cyrus did um, oh, on the, the call queen. her yes on the call her daddy podcast, and she talks about what she's looking for in her future relationships, and she talks about how in her life, like so much of what she does is mm-hmm. filling people up, filling people's cups up, and so she doesn't need to go home to someone that is saying, "Hey, here's my plate, here's my cup. I need you to fill me up." I mm-hmm. need you to give me all of this. She needs mm-hmm. someone who can bring something to the table for her because she's bringing a lot to the table. So she doesn't need that pressure to constantly give and give and give. And so yep. I think that if you feel like you are giving too much and if you're confident that you're bringing a lot to the table and you feel like you are constantly asking for the same from someone else as far yeah. as basic needs go, then that's a sign that it something's may be time. not right. Yeah. It may be time to end or have that conversation. Well, and going off of that, um, as you guys know, from a podcast a few weeks ago, I went through that really hard, like friendship breakup. And while it wasn't the same, I still lost a lot of friends and I should have taken that as a warning sign too, because during that time, that was something that I really struggled with was I was asking these people to do things over and over and over again. And I felt like I was just giving, giving, giving and never receiving anything back money, time, effort, energy, just so much of myself and hardly getting anything reciprocated. Yeah. And that was, that should have been a clear sign. And I had people point that out to me. I was just like, Haley and was like, 
blinders up. I see nothing. Yeah. I do not hear it. I do not see it. My eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it should have been, I, I should have known at that point to just end things there. Yeah. And, you know, um, I also keep going back to, I seriously think, and I know we talk about this so much on the podcast, but this is another one of those things that goes right back into our people pleasing tendencies. Because if we're sitting here trying to like keep the peace and make everything good, we're not going to say anything. We're not going to want to break up something. We're not going to want to leave something. We're going to make excuses for the person who's being toxic because we're not going to accept the responsibility of having to end the whole thing. You know, we don't want to have to do that. Yeah. And so, um, if there's a part of yourself that isn't healed in that direction, that is somewhere that you need to uh, navigate to. Because honestly, looking back, so this group of friends that I lost, I ended up losing one more friend um, way later down the line, like literally like a year or so later um, from a completely different friend group, just way different. Anyway, I didn't notice with these guys that something was wrong. I made so many excuses for them. I just kept letting things slide. This friend, a lot later down the line, I realized that she was treating me bad, if not worse than this group was treating me. And it it only took three or four times for me to call it quits. It didn't take me a year and a half or two years or whatever. It was like, I knew at that point I wasn't going to put up with it and I wasn't going to keep making excuses for her because I wasn't going to try and please her and, and make everything seem all right. So that I had another friend. No, I wanted to make room in my life for the friends who were going to treat me right. So, um, I know it's, like I said, it's, it's friendship. So it's a little different, but when it comes to breakups, I think essentially there's a lot of similarities. Yes. And so, um, really like, maybe heal some of that part of you too, that people pleasing tendency, because you don't need to make a list of red flags. You don't need to make a list of all these things that bother you. If you know, in the core, what you will put up with, then you'll know what you won't put up with and you'll be able to stand up for yourself at that point. Well, and I think that as a relationship is starting to end, whether you know it or not, I think that you really know deep down. Like for me, I was mourning the end of that relationship Mm -hmm. three or four days before it actually ended, but I was still in that mindset of no, it will be okay. But at the same time, you knew I I knew deep deep down that there there was something majorly wrong. Okay. So I I think that to a certain point a lot of people really know deep down. Yeah. And that segues us really well into our last question. <laughs> we are queens of segues yes. today. Which is, should you date someone knowing that it's not going to last? I love this question. And Yes. And this was also submitted anonymously, by the way. Um, Looking at this hurt and this pain that Haley has talked about um, and that I I watched, maybe not in the best way at first, because I just brought it up in the backseat of a car, but (laughs) I was there. Two days later, (laughs) hey, uh, I saw so-and-so on Tinder. Yeah. Everything good with you and Topher? Um, Listen, I've changed. I'm better now. (laughs) But... 
uh, because I, I have seen how like painful that was for her and this stuff that she had to go through. Honestly, Topher knew for a long time that he didn't want Haley. It was before he said those things. <laughs> I love the wording of he didn't want Haley. <laughs> I want Haley though. <laughs> I love it. I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad at wording things. Oh my gosh. Today is the day that I cannot word anything right. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> I mean, that he didn't want. No, I can't say that he didn't want to date you. That sounds bad too. <laughs> but you know you that, that he means. was not in the place in the place the same commitments date. that I wanted, and that he had originally. Oh my gosh! <laughs> initiated himself. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't keep the promises that he had made. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so because of that, uh, <laughs> I got to calm down. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So because of that, like watching her go through that pain and stuff, it's like if he knew he should have ended it like way before. Um, I think he waited till the last possible minute and then was like, bye. And that caused more heartbreak in the end. Uh, you know, as Haley talked about, this was like right before they got engaged or they were supposed to get engaged. And so it's like, what's going to hurt worse a week before your engagement or three months prior, you know? Yeah. It's probably going to, it's probably going to hurt less three months prior. Um, not, not a ton less. I think it's still going to suck no matter what, but like, it's not worth it to keep it going and going and going. If you know, you don't want to be with this person. Now, this is very circumstantial because yes. I have been asked on dates, very first dates. And I already knew that person was not the one for me. Um, either I wasn't attracted physically or emotionally, which by the way, you can be picky about looks and emotions I like, and like emotional connection because are, like, are you really going to want to kiss someone if you're going to like gag after? I don't right? think so. Although Haley. Okay. Tony, but okay. That's a different story. I, that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> we don't learn from Haley. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually we do. We learn from her mistakes. <laughs> oh yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Um, so, you know, I think that's where you can kind of like decipher so let's say there's there's Billy Bob Joe. That's his name, Billy Bob Joe. And <laughs> he is just, he's, he ain't it. This dude is not your type by any means, whatever your type is. And you are just, you just know it's not going to work. You're not compatible. Just say no. It's okay. It might hurt them for a second, but they'll move on. Then you've got type number two which is bart simpson and bart simpson <laughs> is the kind of guy where you're like yeah he's kind of cute and i might be a little into him um but i don't really know for sure or maybe you're like not totally attracted to him physically but like emotionally that's when you go on a few dates and you assess it after a few dates 
And then you've got, you've got like the dream man. Okay. He's, he's everything. He's really, really great at first. This is, this is Randall. He's everything. Oh yeah. (laughs) He is stars in your eyes, heart eyes. You love him so much. But after a while, there's some things that turn you off. Like the ripped jeans. Some ripped jeans and some, I don't know, maybe some dance moves he has or something. And you're just like. Bleach tips. Yeah. You're like, like I don't know that this is the one. At that point, (laughs) at that point, that's when you've got to just say like, like, yeah, he's great. But something it's just not right. I think some people just have genuine intuition and they just know that there could be nothing wrong with the person, but they just know that that it this is just not the one for them. That's when you don't keep it dragging on. I think in any situation, don't drag it on. Just break up with them. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard. But if you if you really loved Randall, if you if you were really into this guy, then you're going to know that somebody else is going to love him just as much as you. And it is going to last and you're going to find somebody just as good, if not better. Yeah. Well, and I think it, it depends on your age. It depends on where you're at in life. If you're in high school, you don't have to date to find your spouse in high school. There's so much that I think you can learn from having a healthy relationship in high school, one where you're communicating with your parents or people that you look up mm-hmm. to, to really build those habits and be aware of what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. But if you are in that mindset of it's not going to last because I'm not interested in that person or it's not going to last because I don't have a connection with that person, I don't think it matters what age you are. Don't drag that person along if you genuinely aren't interested. Your mindset doesn't have to be when you're 16, I'm going to marry this person in the next 10 years. But if your mindset is, yeah, I'm really committed to this person with where we're both at in life, then that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are, are some people that are our age that don't necessarily date to marry in the sense mm-hmm. of going on the first couple of dates. I think we talked about this in our last episode where a lot of people now will go on a date or two for more social reasons. So instead of yep. getting off of work and going home, having dinner by yourself or with some friends, it's, oh yeah, I'm grabbing dinner with this guy. We're going on a date. Yep. You may or may not know if that's going to last. I think that's fine. Have experience going on dates. Sure. Whether you're interested in someone or maybe you're not that interested, but you want that experience of going out and really just learning how to communicate with someone. But if they have shown an interest in further commitment and that's not something that you're interested in, just don't do it. Yeah, it's not worth yeah. it. And you could, who knows, you may be not only skipping out on you finding somebody you're actually interested in, but you're also taking them down that road too. Yeah. And that's going to hurt them a lot if they know that you just didn't want them the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, here's the thing too, and I put this on our notes because I forgot to mention it, but like every date you go on is, is using somebody's time, money, resources, the more dates you're going on, the more time you're doing that, the more 
and you know, for a fact that this is not somebody you want to be with, the more you're wasting those things. And time is the most valuable thing that you can't get back to somebody. So don't waste that. That's true. Have you ever seen post on, I think, Twitter of people joking about, hey, I went on a date with this guy and I genuinely didn't enjoy it. So I'm going to request on Venmo that he like pay me back for the time that he wasted or a guy (laughs) saying, hey, I took this girl out for dinner and uh, like she was on her phone the whole time. So I just requested the $25 that I spent on her dinner back. Yes. Exactly. Where really? I I don't think there's much harm if you're unsure about someone going on that first date and having that experience because it is good yeah. to have that experience. Yeah. And don't take just just because you don't instantly get very excited about going on a first date with someone. I don't think that's a yeah. reason to say no. I think no. no. I think try it out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Or even if someone is ready to commit in the sense of just being oh my gosh what is the word for it platonic no like friends with benefits no when you dtr and like not not deciding to be in a committed relationship or maybe deciding to commit Mm -hmm. to one another or when if you decide to commit to not date other people exclusive yeah yeah yeah. okay okay maybe exclusive is what i'm thinking (laughs) so if someone wants to be exclusive with you i think it's okay that if you're unsure just because you're worried about getting into relationship, I think it's okay to try it out. You can be in an exclusive relationship with someone for a couple of weeks. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that as long as your reasoning or your hesitation, so even if your reasoning or your hesitation is because you don't think you're interested in that person, then don't make that commitment, obviously. But if your hesitation is just in the sense of, oh, I'm just nervous about being in a relationship, I say go for it if you want to. Yeah. Relationship can always end. Yeah. And I think that's that's the huge difference between the two. It's are you, do you know that or do yeah, you know yeah. for and sure? do you know that it's not going to last? Mm-hmm. And trust me, there are people, if you're like, I'm always unsure, I promise there is going to be some random schmo that comes along, some Billy Bob Joe, and you're just, you're going to be like, nah, that ain't it. But if it is a Bart Simpson <laughs> or a Randall, that help us all, a Randall, then take yeah. your time. That's okay. Yep. Well, I think that's it yes. for me. Happy hashtag not Thursday. Ooh. You guys let us know. Anything else Maybe. for you? Let us know what you think of this episode. I definitely want to hear people's intake or input on every single question. I love hearing what other people have to say. Also, hot takes. We are still taking hot takes until September 15th using the link in our bio on all social media and using the link that we'll put down below in the description. So submit as many hot takes, as many unpopular opinions as you want to, because on episode 10, in just a couple of weeks, we will be reacting to them. And we really want you guys to have have a say and be a part of that. Also, a reminder, next Mm -hmm. week, we will be taking a little break, celebrating much my needed. birthday, of course. That's it. That's uh, that's we take just, breaks just, just for my birthday. Haley. No, uh, it's <laughs> Labor mm-hmm. Day. We are going to take 
just just a week off of recording. We'll still be posting on socials, but you will mm-hmm. not hear from us next week. But we will miss you. And then we'll have two more episodes yes. after get that. Ready. So get ready. They're good. We've got a really special oh, guest the most for special. the next one. The most special. And then our hot takes episode. So I am I am yes. beyond stoked for the next two episodes. Yep. They're so gonna be great. Keep listening and yep. we'll keep you guys updated. Have a All good right. week. <laughs> See ya.